now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Art Rademacher. So welcome to the special edition of the Doctor's Guide. In this particular edition, it is really important for you to put yourself in the shoes of my interviewee, because many of us actually do find ourselves in this very specific spot. And what's really interesting is that he also demonstrates the courage to look at his life through a different lens and make different choices for himself. Because not only do you know that it was optimizing his own personal health, but also probably more dialed in to his true mission in life. So I want to welcome Taylor Somerville, an incredible story of discovering what is truly important in life and having the courage to do something about it. And so I'm going to let him tell you his story as to how he transmuted the life of intense and chronic stress that many of us have into a life that is optimized and an exemplar for others as to what they can do for themselves. Taylor, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Bart. Uh, yeah, my name is Taylor Somerville, and I'm uh, based in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, you know, I was uh, for 15 years before I started doing what I'm currently doing, uh, which is a breath and performance coach, I was in the investment world. Uh, last 10 years of that was on a trading floor, very high stress environment, uh, you know, pretty much waking up. First thing I was doing, worrying what in the world had gone on in the markets. So I'm kind of locked in from that from, you know, 5, 6 a.m. Uh, all night long sitting at a desk all day. Uh, also had a lot of personal stress, anxiety, went through a divorce uh, during that time frame. And I was just really overwhelmed with life and kind of looking around and realized that I, you know, I didn't really want to be where I was um, the older I got. Uh, and what I, I found breathing techniques and really started with mindfulness meditation and grew from there, uh, started jumping into ice baths, uh, all in about you know, 2015, and they changed my reaction function. They took me from someone who was very able to quit to fly off the handle, quit to um, you know, have some anger issues, overly anxious, really about everything, uh, to someone who's just better able to respond to the stresses of life. And I would say kind of just go with the flow and not necessarily push stress away or be scared of it understand that you know stress is a good thing it is part of life it's how we grow it's how we adapt but it is what we do with it it's our ability to ramp up for those stressful situations when we need to but also to bring ourselves down and come out of those stressful situations you know very much that type a kind of go 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 and learn that hey that's great you can do that that's awesome We've, we're working to achieve things in life but You've got to be able to come down and recover uh, to help 
you be the best you can be, you know, in your career with the people around you so you can show up and be present and really perform at your best. And if you're always going, eventually you're going to break down just like if a car was always running, it's not going to really work forever either. You know, I'm really excited to be talking to you about this because um, as a peak performance coach, it's, it's not uncommon for me to be coaching someone uh, who's been in a in line of work for like 15 or 20 years and recognizing that, you know, it's really not their jam. It's really not their passion. And so they're kind of stuck in, in trying to figure out, you know, what's really next. I mean, it's hard to let go of, you know, a, a life that you're so accustomed to and perhaps a life that so many people told you you needed to, you know, get mm -hmm. into, Right. You know, I, I knew that I was going to be a doctor by the age of 13. Fortunately for me, I'm still very passionate about it. So I'm not changing my profession. I'm simply changing how I do my profession. So that's different. So for you, clearly, you know, in, in a high intensity and volatile environment, if you will, tons of toxicity and chaos. I mean, it's not good for our our own personal health. And, and this is one of the things I talk about all the time is this chronic stress. Our bodies are not designed to deal with that chronic stress. So clearly, this is having a major impact on you personally. So what for you was that tipping point? What was that point that you realized, you know what, enough of this, I'm going to do something else. And, and what were you specifically thinking then? I'm curious because... I think this is something that would help others begin to make different decisions if they are in a similar situation as you are. Well, I'd gone through the divorce. And so, I mean, it's most people who go through divorces, you know, it brings about a big change and starting to seek out other things. What else is out there in the world? You know, I'd have this plan that I'd expected my life to be. And I realized, well, that can change really quickly. And so is this exactly what I want to be doing with the rest of my life? You know, that was 2014. So at that point, I just really dove deep into the practice of breath work, uh, into meditation, started moving a lot better, started eating better, just really kind of tra trained, changed my health in general. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I was, I'd met someone else um, a few years later. She, she is now my wife. And we were kind of somewhat going on a journey together, you know, growing. Um, I'd heard Laird Hamilton and Gabrielle Reese on Tim Ferriss' podcast talking about the different breathing techniques they were doing, the, um, you know, all the hot and cold treatments they had going on, these things called XPT experiences where you could come out to their house and, you know, basically train with them for three days. And it was all, you know, pretty much people – Type, I would say type in high performers in all areas of life were out there. And I was like, well, I'm going to do that for my birthday one year. Uh, and I did that, that, you know, probably six months later, I had already, you know, at that point kind of looked around and realized I did not want to be 60 years old, still sitting at this desk doing the same thing. I just knew I could not be in such a sedentary environment and what I was doing, you know, staring at four screens all day long, it could get pretty old uh, after a while. And while it's exhilarating, it was just, it was too much. And so after going to that XPT experience, that really just solidified that there was a lot more out there and that there was also people seeking the same things that I was seeking. And I 
pretty much put together a plan and said, all right, I need X amount of money, uh, give myself a runway. I did not know what I wanted to do at that time, whether it was going to be coaching, starting uh, some type of business with a product in this industry. I just knew I wanted to you know, get out of what I was and it was going into more of the health and wellness space. And so I put together that plan and I quit in September of 2017, gave myself, you know, three, four months. I was actually training for an extreme uh, endurance event that November, 24 hour event. So I was like, I'm just going to train, spend time with my family, uh, you know, kind of settle in and then start out 2018 and really dive into what I want to do. Uh, and at that point, you know, once I kind of got through that, I ended up uh, mid 2018 starting my company symmetry and that was really began by you know teaching breath work around memphis um i had a mobile sauna i would haul around to different gyms and yoga studios and i'd stick people in ice baths and saunas i still have it now i'm just doing it mainly out of my house uh, and, and so I really started teaching a lot of the stuff in group settings. And in 2018 in Memphis, Tennessee, and you're telling people you're going to start teaching a breath work. Everybody's kind of like, all right, what the hell is this? Uh, right. This guy's kind of lost his mind a little bit, but every, you know, I had a pretty good support system and support group um, who believed in what I was doing and knew that if I thought it was helpful that, you know, I was going to make them try it. And people started coming to my classes and, you know, as it caught on, um, you know, it just began to build. And then really with COVID in 2020 and all of that, everything that happened there, all of these practices became much more mainstream. Uh, and so then I really started expanding my business virtually and doing a lot more coaching people one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and I do a lot of that virtually and in person here in Memphis. I, I think that's awesome. And, and really Again, I, I want to commend you for, you know, recognizing that, you know, your life, you know, couldn't continue the way it was. That certainly, you know, looking forward to your 60s and, and thinking, look, I don't want this. And, and again, you know, we have to listen to that inside voice. I mean, our inside voices are actually telling us the truth and telling us what's important. And so, once again, I want to commend you for listening to yourself and having the courage to make that shift. And anybody who is listening to us right now, and if they're recognizing some similarities in their lives, you know, start looking outside and finding out what health optimization strategies are out there that are going to benefit you and then actually discover a new way of living that's going to be so much better and, and, and healthier and happier for you and, and everyone else, which is exactly what you did. Mm -hmm. What I commend you even further is then taking it full on and helping others now get access. Because the one thing I do know, and I don't know the exact statistics of how many breaths we take every single day. I'm sure you'll share that with us. But I do know this is that we we don't do not breathe effectively. And breathing makes the real difference in our own well-being. I mean, lack of oxygenation is clearly, you know, a component to chronic disease. And by not breathing correctly or by being a mouth breather, which I'd like you to share with us a little bit more about that, because a lot of people are mouth breathers. And one thing I will say is that that's associated with the sympathetic autonomic system, which is the fight and uh, fright system or fight and flight system, you know, which is associated with stress. And so 
tell us about breathing. You know, share with us some of the things that we can now begin to understand and appreciate why breathing is so important and what are some of the next steps that we can actually take. Mm-hmm. And you're right, the mouth breathing is something, see, very common uh, in this day and age. Uh, you know, and it really, you know, our breath is connected to every system in our body. It's the first and last thing we do. Uh, you know, and it's really one of the few things that is automatic, yet it's under our control. And I believe it's under our control for a reason. It's a tool that we have to change our mental and physical state. And, you know, how we breathe just as we go through the day is vitally important. I mean, you can look at babies, toddlers, they've got this beautiful diaphragmatic horizontal breath that's going, their belly and ribs are expanding. And then as you grow older, and you're sitting in chairs all day long and society's telling you to suck in your gut and you know the patterns just change and they get ingrained and we move into a more vertical breathing pattern where we're breathing just into our upper chest it's typically associated with mouth breathing moving our shoulders up and down i mean that's one of the things i'll tell people you know give me a big breath about say 99 percent of them go straight to a Vertical breath, big breath into their mouth. We're really on a horizontal breath where we're breathing lower into our belly and ribs and using the diaphragm as our main breathing muscle. When we're taxing our neck and shoulders and using those secondary breathing muscles all day long, it puts us in that more stressed state, as you mentioned. And if we're breathing in and out of our mouth, we're blowing off too much carbon dioxide. I mean, carbon dioxide gets a bad rap, but it is it is essential and it's vital. And really that's why we want to breathe. It's not the need for oxygen. It's the level of CO2 rising in our system that triggers the urge to breathe. And if we are breathing in our mouth too much, we're not using enough of that CO2. And then we're not, that's what we really need to offload the oxygen into our bloods, into our muscles, into our brain. And so we're not getting enough of that oxygenation into our tissues, that, that CO2, uh, also helps dilate the airways, dilate the blood vessels, helps, you know, if we're using our nose, diaphragm gets activated. So it's vitally important. So, you know, one of the first things I always tell people is, all right, just watch how you're breathing during your day. You know, just become aware more than anything. When you get stressed out, what happens to your breath? Do you hold it? A lot of people will hold it, create tension. Do you just start rapidly breathing in and out of your mouth? Let's just start to shift those patterns. Begin, one, to breathe in and out of your nose. Two, to start breathing lower into your belly. And three, to just slow your breath down. Uh, You know, on average, we breathe about 14 breaths a minute. you got basically every tracker will now tell you your respiration rate. How accurate is it? Eh, Well, not really sure. But if it's telling you you're breathing 18, 20 breaths a minute, you're definitely on the high end because most of them do not say that unless you're really overstressed. And if you're breathing that much, you know, you are, you're very much in that sympathetic tone into that fight or flight state, you know, kind of that, the optimal breathing range we're looking at, we want to be 10 And you look at a lot of the studies on HRV and things like that. We're looking at six breaths a minute. So, you know, I tell people at first to slow your breath down to six breaths a minute in four pause out four pause. Just do that three times a day and just, Try it for a couple of weeks and see how that changes your state, changes how you feel as you go through your day. So, so if I understand you correctly, and just to repeat in, uh, that to the listeners, 
So CO2 is important because CO2 allows the unloading of the oxygen, but also with the helps with the um, blesso, uh, blood vessel vasodilatation. So these are, so CO2 is an important thing. So if you're hyperventilating, it's probably not helping you. That's correct. And if you look at people who have high anxiety, high stress levels, they have a very low tolerance to carbon dioxide. So any small little breath hold, they'll start to freak out, panic a little bit. There's a lot of different uh, subjective tests that you can do to measure your tolerance to carbon dioxide. And then I like work with my clients. There's, you know, things that have been popularized, like controlled exhales, just long, how long you can exhale. Um, score called the bolt score where you're looking at your first urge to breathe uh, is one as well. And those are two just subjective measures that you can kind of, you know, learn a little bit about your, your state and where you are. And if, and if you are on the lower end of that working on building a CO2 tolerance, which just by shifting and breathing in and out of your nose, you're going to start to increase that naturally if you're very far on the low end. Uh, and then there's a few other techniques and you'll, you'll notice that your overall stress anxiety levels can kind of dissipate. Uh, not going to go away. They're never going to go away. But it's well, tell us, tell learning us how, how to handle them. Tell us how to do the bolt score. So the bolt score, you just take a normal breath in through the nose, normal breath out through the nose. Then you hold on the exhale and you time your breath. Your time your hold. So you time it till the first urge to breathe. Now, what is that? Everybody's like, that's very hard to tell. Uh, you know, they'll tell you it could be a sensation in your chest, in your neck. Uh, but I tell people it's typically that thought in your head that says, I want air. And when that thought comes up, that's when you stop the timer and you breathe. You're not trying to go for a max hold or anything. Uh, you know, and most of my clients first start seeing people. A lot of people are you know, below 20. People who are below 10, uh, very much over breathing, very stressed, very anxious, uh, you know, you have free divers who are probably most, uh, some of the calmest people in the world. Uh, they are upward 60, 90 seconds. I mean, they can hold their breath forever and they really practiced and worked on this stuff. But you can go from a 20 to a, you know, a 40 second and really about a month by just, you know, practicing a few different techniques, lighting, light breathing, slow, lessening the amount of air you're taking in, just breathing that slower, like I was talking about, making sure you're using your nose. You can see a pretty drastic increase. Uh, and you want to get, you know, anywhere close to that 40 range. So it's a lot healthier living. So tell us a little bit about any of your programs that you have and, and how people can actually participate in your programs. So I work, uh, I have clients virtually, as I mentioned, and here in Memphis and you know, working with me in a one-on-one -on -one space, you know, it's a work people for a three-month program. And we're looking at breath as the foundation. Uh, everything I do, breath is the foundation. I'm sticking people with ice pass. We're really learning how to control your breath in a stressful event. But in a one-on-one -on -one work virtually, we're looking not only at your breathing patterns, how you're breathing during the day. We're also looking at, all right, what kind of routines do you have? Morning routines, night routines, how's your sleep? What are you eating? Uh, what's your movement practice? What are the relationships like in your life? You know, if you have toxic relationships, you can do everything possible and you're still not gonna be living optimally, living healthy. Uh, and we started all with a breath though. And you know, really tell people the first month uh, is about you know, creating an awareness, understanding your stress, 
understanding, you know, what happens when you get stressed out, you know, where you are on the spectrum and just learning to come back to your breath in transitions, small little times, whether in your car, after meetings, uh, when you're going from the home to the office, office to home, come out of that stress state, use some easy breathing techniques to just change that. And, and I'm very big on principles. So I want my clients to all understand principles because there's tons of methods. You're, you hear, you know, so many different breathing methods. Wim Hof helps somebody you know, the Bateki method helps somebody else, the Batiko method helps someone else. And they're on the polar opposite ends of the spectrum. And so how can that be? Well, everybody's in a different state and every method is not right for every person. So if you understand the principles and you can know what methods to use for yourself and, you know, breathing is a great tool that you're going to have for the rest of your life. All you need is a little bit of coaching on it. And then it's something you'll always be able to come back to. So I like to work with clients, you know, on a you know 12 sessions starting out and then most of them come back uh and add on for you know more sessions where it's more of all right a check-in we're not meeting as often we're meeting every few weeks maybe once a month just kind of checking in uh creating a little bit more accountability in that aspect and then i have clients who i work with i do a lot of endurance stuff um personally uh, and have a lot of clients who are in the endurance space. So I'll, I'll work with people on specific breathing you know, techniques to help build endurance and stuff like that as well. You know, I think the key point that I'm taking away from you today is this, is that we're taking uh, breathing for granted. And when we don't breathe correctly, it compounds the um, stress that we are experiencing on a daily basis. And so you know, we can't always avoid that stress, but we can certainly find a way to better manage that stress. And certainly if you're not breathing correctly, you know, that stress is augmented. And then you've got what we call oxidative stress in the body. And that underlies all the chronic diseases and cardiovascular disease and cancer. And so by being able to have a tool that is totally free and <laughs> easily implemented, um, it's going to make a huge difference in, in your overall health. And so I think, you know, one of the key things for us to appreciate then is that, you know, what is that um, breathing status that we have right now? So that would be that bolt score, right? So understanding you know, how sensitive we are to a CO2 buildup. But one thing I'd like you to share with us right now is that what can someone do right away, you know, with a bolt score as to changing the practice besides just having more awareness, but what's one you know, habit that they can begin to implement and start seeing the benefits. And then of course, reach out to you. Yeah. So, you know, one of the first techniques I teach all my clients is that one I mentioned about going down to the six breaths a minute. So I'll call it 365. So we're going three times a day, six breaths a minute for five minutes. Do it once in the morning when you first wake up, for one, that's going to help you take a little bit more control of your day instead of jumping in your phone or turning on the news where at that point you're letting all this outside information come in and start to control your day. You just get a little internal and we check into our breath and we create a little small breath practice. You can even do that, you know, in the shower or in the bed before you roll out of bed. So it doesn't take a lot of time. So then lunchtime, another great time to check in. Uh, and then on your way home, you can also do that as well. And just you know those three times, that's 15 minutes a day. And we'll get you a long way first starting off. So three times a day, 
you know, six breaths per minute for five minutes. Yep. Wow. How, how awesome is that? And that is so easily done because you can do it any given time and you're going to uh, notice benefits right away. And, and certainly with that bolt score. So our target, you know, if we were to do this and let's say we started at 15, you know, after a month, I mean, what, what would you expect? I mean, 25, 30, even 40. Yeah. Some, depending on everybody's a little different. It's also a subjective score. So, you know, you'll notice it fluctuates based on, you know, how stressed you are in the moment, how, how much sleep you had the night before. So I'd, I'd suggest doing it, you know, a few times a week, first thing you wake up in the morning. Uh, so trying to keep that kind of a standardized time, you could easily see yourself move up to, you know, 25, 30, doubling your bolt score from something like a 15 pretty quickly. Right. Well, how do people find you, Taylor? You can find me. My website is www.symmetry.live. I'm also on, uh, you know, Instagram at symmetry.live uh, as well. And you know, but pretty much a little bit of everywhere on Facebook, symmetry.live too. So uh, you right. can also Taylor Somerville on Instagram as well. Sweet. Yeah. And I really want to thank you because, you know, I uh, try to remember throughout my day about my breathing. Sometimes I catch myself, you know, breathing with my mouth open. It says, nope, I got to breathe with my mouth closed and, um, and things like that. And so I'm certainly going to implement this practice. Uh, I love the idea. I'll report back to you in a month. I'll do my bolt. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm up to 20 yet. I think maybe I'm at 18. So I definitely need to improve. And, and I, you know, anybody listening, you know, absolutely uh, start this practice, do the bold score, and then reach out to Taylor because, you know, it really is the fundamental part of, of health optimization. It's the things I talk about. Obviously, nutrition is a big one and, and exercise is another. You know, things that we do tend to forget very easily, but the one that we forget the most is the one that has perhaps the most immediate impact, and that's our breathing. So... Taylor, thank you so much. And I want to give you the last word. Thank you, Bart. And I just want you guys to remember, you know, breathe lower, breathe slower, breathe through your nose too as you go throughout your day. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7.